And now, live in studio, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Yes, just like Brandon starts the show, except it's not Brandon. You got your backup quarterback in the seat in the seat today. Uh, put down the clipboard, took off the baseball hat, jumped in here, and like any good backup quarterback, I'm gonna lean on my teammates. You guys don't know Mike in the back on the buttons for Salem, keeping us on the air, sounding real good. Of course, you WeBeam TV viewers catch us every morning. You see Rob's work; he's our tech here in the studio. And I've got some great show partners with me. We do Intelligent Talk Radio here. I got some intelligent folks in the studio with me. We got Nick Kick from BBMC Mortgage. How are you doing this morning, Nick? I'm doing fantastic. Happy Monday, Tal. Tell me what's going on uh, mortgage wise lately. Mortgage wise, we were seeing a nice downturn in interest rates for a couple weeks there. Um, they are starting to rebound, they're starting to creep back up. So, the advice I gave last week about getting a contact with your brokers and getting locked in, I hope you took advantage of that so you didn't miss out on the, lower, the lowest rates we've seen in three months. Stay tuned, Nick will have more for you. Richard Alexander, Esquire, Alexander Law. What's going on, Richard? Happy Thursday. Thank you, James. Anything going on legally that we should be aware of? Uh, well, there's always a lot changing yeah, in the sure. legal field, but uh, I wanted to talk primarily more about uh, DUI, specifically field sobriety exercises. Excellent. A lot of confusion about I'm sure that'll come up over the holiday season for yeah. somebody. <laughs> a little bit. Dr. Doug Arvanitas, ProHealth. That is correct. Tell me a little bit about ProHealth, Dr. Doug. Well, ProHealth, we are a full-service chiropractic massage therapy, physical therapy, sports excuse me, rehabilitation uh, um, clinic right. that we started about 20 years ago. Okay. In Tampa Bay. And not in Tampa Bay. Originally over on the Pinellas side, but then we came over to uh, Tampa Bay. Okay. And we've been seeing athletes for ever since we started when sports chiropractic really wasn't popular, but now it's the craze in chiropractic. But we've done everything from, from personal injury work to uh, infant care to elderly to your weekend warriors to your active lifestyle sure. patients. So the last 20 years, I've seen a lot of technological advances in your field, huh? A lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I used to be in athletics as a coach on a staff over at USF, and it's amazing just the growth we had. Uh, you know, you came in with STEM and ice, and then it became everything under the sun after that. Right, and you were lucky to get STEM. All it was was ice. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we're going to hear from Dr. Doug a little bit about how to improve your health and some training techniques. Correct. Awesome. All right, Nick, so tell us what's going on. I want to hear from you a little bit to get our uh, listeners out there informed about what they can do to help get out of the rent and into owning. Well, I mean, the great thing is, is a lot of people don't understand how cheap it can be to get into a home. You don't necessarily have to break the bank. You know, the old rule of thumb of you have to have 20% of the sales price in order to purchase a home is not necessarily true. Um, I have products with 0% down. I have products, you know, three and a half. Or, you know, if you do have the money and you want to take advantage of a better product, we can also work with a 20% down. Um, One thing I always like to, you know, tell our clients is use other people's money. Use my money to buy the home. Don't break the bank to put the down payment down. You know, a lot of things you can do with that extra 15%. You know, you can invest that. You sure. could possibly buy another home. Keep it in the bank for when you buy a home, you want to have the newer furniture or fix it up or break it in case of emergency. It's always nice to have that nest egg. You don't necessarily have to put all the money into the purchase. It's, it seems a lot of folks out there are intimidated by the down payment you talked about. They don't necessarily look at their income the same way you might evaluate their income. Correct, correct. And that's something that's a little bit different with the mortgage industry. We take your gross income. So basically what you're 
yearly salary is if your salary or if you're paid, say, $10 an hour and you work 40 hours a week. I take that number, not how much gets put into your checking account. That's not what we use for qualification. So you do have additional income that you don't know about. There's also additional sources of income. Say you have a, you know, a decent amount in your 401k account. You don't have to pull the money out of there and set up a monthly distribution. We can actually use a mathematic equation to determine what you could take out on a month by month basis. So it's additional income we can use that you don't necessarily have to touch. So that way you might be able to step up from a $100,000 home to a $200,000 home and not have to make as much money as you thought. So it does give some opportunities there. Something I do also like to bring up to everybody every week is a first-time home buyer isn't necessarily you have not owned a home in your life. First-time home buyer is somebody that hasn't had a home in the last three years or been on title or deed for a home in the last three years. You would be considered a first-time home buyer again. Now, hold on. Even if you're still in possession of the home that you had three years ago? No, 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 no. If you haven't okay. owned a home in the last three years. So if you sold that home and you waited the three years, you can take advantage hmm. of a first-time home buyer program. We have down payment assistance where I can get you up to $7,500. So that way it can go towards your down payment and closing costs. Hmm. Um, I have a lot of those loans in my pipeline right now where first-time home buyer buying a $200,000 home, I got them $75,000 from the county. So that takes care of their down payment. Wow. And then because that's three and a half percent for an FHA loan. And then the realtor did a great job at negotiating some seller contributions. So the sellers are able to pay all of the closing costs. These buyers are coming out of pocket, maybe 500 to $2,000 at the most, and they're moving into a brand new home. That's the idea. You know, take advantage of Nick's knowledge. You guys might not know all the programs out there that are available to you. Let, let a professional tell you what's out, really out there before you decide that I can't afford this or I can't get into that house. And then there's also a lot of people out there that do know the business and they're property investors, but they have issues where they're not able to qualify or they don't think they can qualify for another property to add to their portfolio. I have products that I do not have to look at your tax returns because smart business people do write a lot of stuff off on their taxes. So, you know, they may have taken in a million dollars in the year, but with all their deductions, they're only showing a hundred thousand dollars. Well, they can't own five properties with that type of income. I have products that we can still get done. We can take what the property is going to rent for and use that as income qualification where I don't need to see pay stubs tax returns. We have products I can use your bank statements for. So I don't have to look at your deductions on the tax returns. We just take an average of what your monthly deposits are over 12 to 24 months. And I'm able to use that as income as well. So there's some products out there where investors have may have had bad luck in qualifying for another home Mm -hmm. and they're just continually paying cash for a home. Don't deplete your bank account. Don't plunk down $200,000 to buy a home because you want to you know, sure. obtain some additional income. If you can put 20% down, I can get you five homes for that $200,000 you have wow. in the bank. Five more income-driven properties, get you qualified for, and get you knocked out in 30 days. Yeah, you got to take advantage of what Nick's talking about. Nick Kick, BBMC Mortgage. Let him do some analysis. I know in the past we've done this rent versus own. Correct, correct. We can do the rent to own analysis. You know, text the numbers, reach out to myself through the website, and basically let you know, you know, what you're paying currently in rent and how many years it would actually be better for you to own a home. Sometimes sure. people can save money right now buying a home. Um, a lot of my clients, their rent payment is about the equivalent of what their mortgage payment's going to be. So this way that you're already used to budgeting that money, but now you have a place to call your own. You have a property to gain equity in. It gives you mm-hmm. some leverage and buying power in the future. It starts to create a legacy for your family. Yeah, absolutely. It's the idea of just investing, starting the process, and it's a continual process where you're going to build exactly. yourself over time. Uh, yes. Again, 
BBMC Mortgage, Nick Kick here. Uh, those programs that you mentioned, I know you do some things for vets. It's a yes. big, big deal. Yes, we love to help our veterans. We're very veteran-centric at our company. Um, our president of the mortgage division was a West Point graduate, so that was part of his you know, legacy with mm-hmm. our company sure. is taking care of veterans. Our bank does not charge any bank fees, no processing fee, no underwriting fee, no bank fees for our veterans. We'll even pay for your appraisal. So in conjunction with Brandon does for his veterans, he'll give up to a half a point of his right. commission to help with closing costs. So on a VA loan, I can do 100% financing for qualified veterans, and you can contact your, you know, the VA mm-hmm. to make sure that you do have eligibility for a VA purchase, or reach out to me, I can get that information for you as well. Um, but with 100% financing, with our no bank fees, with the help from Brandon and sure. his real estate agents, you realistically, veterans can come out of pocket with next to nothing as well. Um, and the nice thing too, when you close on a mortgage, you don't have a payment the following month. So that'll allow you to have some freedom to save up for your first. Yeah, so you have that. You don't have a rent payment. That kind of gives you a way to have some money saved up for once you start making your first mortgage payment. So it's, you know, realistically, you can have 60 days off without a payment. We'll close you the first week of the month. The following month, no payment. Your next payment wouldn't be due until February. So if you close in December, your first payment is in February. Close in January, first payment is in March. So it's just another way to save money and come out of your pocket with next to nothing. And that's what I really do like helping is our veterans. They deserve something, and it's something the VA has done right. Not many things have they done right for the veterans, but the the possibility of getting mortgages and such for the veterans is the one product that they do help with. They need to take advantage of that. That's a great deal. Tell me, are you seeing an influx from out of state? Do you get a lot of contact from I out of state I do have a investors? lot of state, and that's something great about working for the bank I do. We are FDIC insured. So whether you're moving into the state or out of the state, I can do your mortgage. I can help your family members out of state. A lot of times people are moving out of one state to here to transfer with the mm-hmm. job. They may not be able to sell the house as quick as their job is starting. So we can look at maybe cashing out some money off the home that you own up north or wherever else you're out of state from to use as a down payment or maybe... You know, they'll keep your payment low here. Turn that property up north into an investment property. So you have income coming from your new job down here. You got income coming from your properties up there. That's a great deal. You know, I've seen a bunch of uh, stories about Californians having to leave. They're just getting priced out of the market. Yes, yes. So they're turning to Florida and you never, they just keep finding ways to make deals happen down here. Yes, they definitely do. I mean, California is definitely pricing themselves out as well as like Chicago and New York. Your tax payment per month is more than your principal and interest payment. Right. When that starts happening, that's just, that's money that's not going really towards anything other than your government. And I mean, I know they need money to keep us safe and all those things, but the fact that your tax payment on a $200,000 home is $12,000 a year, that's a little ridiculous. I mean, your mortgage payment without that would be $1,000 a month. And then you have to add another thousand for taxes, another hundred dollars for insurance. It, It can get very pricey. So, I mean, in those matters as well. Let's see about possibly setting you up with maybe a cash out refinance or home equity line of credit, different things like that. So you have some, you know, access to money when those bills start coming due. So even in an environment where we have some rising rates and people are thinking, well, it's not, it's getting a little tighter. Mm-hmm. It's still a great situation down here compared to where the Americans are. You're going to get a lot more for your money down here. You're not going to have to pay the exorbitant amount of taxes. Insurance is a little more pricey here than in most states because, you know, we have the hurricanes and we're surrounded by water and flood zones and lakes and streams and all that stuff. But I do also have access to one of our show partners, um, Insurance Express, that does great with insurance. It's the only company I use. I always get a quote from them for every one of my clients. Garrett Mitchell, uh, Insurance Express, show partner. You will hear from Garrett, I'm sure, if you stay tuned to the show. 
Nick Kick, BBMC Mortgage. Thanks so much, Nick. We're going to come back and hear from Richard and Dr. Doug. Stay with us, ConsumerQB.com. Hey, this is Grant Cardone, and you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show, hosted by my friend Brandon Rhymes. Do not touch that dial. I'll come right through the radio and grab your throat. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372, online at ConsumerQB.com. Ian Beckles here with my man, Brandon Rimes, a.k.a. the Real Estate Quarterback. Brandon, what's happening with the market? Thanks, Ian. We are in a low inventory market, so any of our listeners are homeowners and would like a free comparable market analysis or a 2.5% listing, we will honor this for the first three listeners who call or text in 813-773-1253, free CMA, and a 2.5% real estate listing at 813-773-1253. Check out PlatinumMVPRealty.net. PlatinumMVPRealty.net. Hey, I'm Ken Shamrock, the world's most dangerous man. And I'm here with my business partner, Brandon Rimes, the real estate quarterback. Thanks, Ken. If you're a seller thinking about selling your property, we would love to talk to you. Text CMA to 813-670-7372, 813-670-7372, or check out PlatinumMVPRealty.com. PlatinumMVPRealty.com. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. Welcome back. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback Show. I'm your backup quarterback, James DeJerome, executive producer of the Consumer Quarterback Show. As always, we're going to inject you with some knowledge and make you an informed consumer out there. But we also got some feel-good stuff, as Brandon always does. We talk about committing a random act of kindness. And we got a story about a noise complaint that turned into a video game battle. So I'll explain that a little bit as we get going. But uh, these kids are making some noise, and it didn't turn out as like you might think. So anyway, welcome back to the show. I'm going to introduce uh, Richard Alexander, Attorney Richard Alexander, to the show Alexander Law, great friend of the program and always keeping us informed with some new stuff. Tell me, what are the, what's going to happen for uh, holiday drivers that aren't careful this, this season? Yeah, uh, notoriously, you know, this is the time of year, Thanksgiving all the way into Christmas into the following New Year. You know, this is uh, DUIs go through yeah. the roof, and uh, it's, it's a problem in the state of Florida just without the holidays. So you Absolutely. can imagine, yeah, the law enforcement is incredibly busy. Law enforcement is very aggressive when it comes to DUI driving, and they are, you know, kind of under the gun to, you know, make sure that they get these people off the road because not, not just for their own safety, of course, but for the safety of others. Sure. You know, we consider, uh, I guess it, because it's probably a product of my age, I think of alcohol all the time, but there's a number of things going on out in the roadways now. I see all kinds of alerts about uh, prescription meds, opioids, this, right. that, and the other. You got to be careful about what you're doing anytime you get behind the wheel. Right. And, you know, DUIs, a lot of people associate DUI, and rightfully so, with alcohol. But, you know, the law is, you know, chemical substance, control substance, or alcohol to the extent that your normal faculties are impaired. Right. So, you know, a lot of people make the mistake saying, well, I, I, I can't be DUI. It was, it was prescribed by a doctor. Right. Well, that's not the law. The law says it doesn't matter if it is prescribed. That's not the issue. The issue is, is it affecting your ability? You know, your normal faculties, are they impaired right. by that medically prescribed Xanax, for instance? You know, that's the law. And there's not necessarily a rule of thumb. You know, guys always say, well, I weigh 250 pounds. It'll Correct. take me three drinks or whatever. It'll take. 
there's no way to calculate that the way it's going to affect your blood. Uh, there is a type of calculation, you know, because they're really measuring the intoxilizer really measures, you know, breath is what it does. And it measures grams of alcohol per 210 liters of breath okay. is what it does. So it's supposed to be neutral based and it's not really taking into account someone's weight and size. Right. Uh, I always tell people the one sure thing, of course, two things I always tell people. I said, number one, take your time when you're consuming alcohol. And number two, make sure you're not doing it on an empty stomach. Absolutely. You know, those are two rule of thumbs that can go a long way to, you know, lessen the mm -hmm. probability that you can get pulled over. Now, in the event that you are pulled over, what do you advise? Uh, I mean, what's the proper reaction from someone in that situation? Well, uh, Brandon and I have talked about this before, that uh, one's driver's license is only tied back to the, the test, the intoxilizer. So if you ever have a driver's license, if you read it, it says that, Remember, if you remember, yeah, I recall you pointing that out in the program. It says passed. required by law. Yeah, so when was, everybody signs their driver's license, whether they know it or not, they have already given consent that if they're asked to provide a breath sample, mm -hmm. they will do so. I guarantee most people are completely unaware that their Absolutely signature. Absolutely not. Look at your, look at your driver's license just below yeah. your signature, and it says right on there that you have already consented that mm -hmm. you will give a breath sample. But as required by law. And we're so used to just agreeing to the terms on every single thing all Correct. day long. You don't even think about what you're doing. Well, you want a driver's license, right? Absolutely. So you're going to have to jump through their hoop. So uh, in, in addition to being careful with your consumption and knowing about where you are, what other, uh, what other uh, have you seen in terms of court cases that go to court when it comes to DUI? What are some of the nuances that make someone guilty or innocent? Or what are some of the things you've seen? Well, DUIs are a really complicated animal. They really are. And the reason they're complicated, I call DUIs mini murder trials because they really are fascinating just <laughs> from start to finish. And, and every DUI is divided up into two phases. Number one is the driver's license phase because by virtue of the fact that, you know, driving, having a driver's license is a privilege. It's not a right. Right. So if you get arrested for DUI, it automatically affects your driver's license. If you refuse, your license will be suspended minimum one year. So regardless of your reaction, there is a penalty coming. Oh, there's a penalty coming. And it's not one you're going to like because in the state of Florida, public transportation pretty much is non-existent. Yeah. If they take your license in New York, you probably couldn't care less. Like, I, you know what, well, I'll take a cab, I'll take, you know, the bus, I'll take <laughs> yeah, the trains. I mean, see what you mean. who cares? But here, with public transportation just being non-existent, it's a problem. Yeah, you better be Lance Armstrong if you're going to bike across the bridge. So phase one is the driver's license side. Right. Phase two is the state attorney's office and the criminal side. And every DUI is divided up into two components. And the first one is all about the driver's license, whether or not you want to set the hearing, whether or not you want to waive the hearing and get a hardship immediately. You know, there's a lot of things, and you only have 10 days to make that decision. And meanwhile, the state attorney's office is weighing their case, kind of seeing what the factors are to influence their prosecution? Oh, they're going to prosecute a DUI case. They'd rather lose it at trial or lose it in motion practice then dismiss it. Understood. I've never had a case that was dismissed outright unless there was something really egregious. And both times that came pretty close, um, they were knocked down to careless drivings. Both times it came close, it was law enforcement that was caught on his own dash cam video doing something he shouldn't have been doing. Tell me, do you ever see any more people challenge the calibration of the instrument itself? I remember a case where the guy said it, it was dropped or bumped on the way to giving me the administering the test and therefore it needed to be recalibrated and it actually got the guy off on that. Um, you can certainly do that. I mean, the intoxilizer, the records through the intoxilizer are a public record. They test the intoxilizer uh, every month and every year. Right. 
And yeah, sometimes you can find some irregularities in the intoxilizer results as far as calibration. That could certainly go a long way as to negotiating with the state right. to amend the charge. That's interesting. Tell me, there's a negotiation. What, what, what uh, fact, I mean, what, what is that like? What, tell me what contentions are going back and forth. The state attorney's office just absolutely refuses or hates to drop the UI cases. There has to be something egregious, something just, you know, catastrophic in order mm -hmm. for them to do it. They'd rather amend the charge to a reckless driving than, than just outright dismiss it. Again, it has to be something, you know, pretty serious for them to do that. And I mean, like, you know, violations of the constitutional right to be even, to be even considered. So very rare. It's rare. It takes almost a mandate from the Pope in order for them, <laughs> for them to dismiss it. It's I just almost impossible. It's because of the aggressive nature yeah. of law enforcement and the state attorney's office. Well, they're trying to do their best for uh, the citizens out there. You better consider all these factors when you're out there at your holiday parties. And we're going to speak with Paulina a little bit about the holiday parties, I'm sure, in just a little while. Richard, what other advice do you have for uh, Floridians out there? Well, I, I can't say this, that the driver's license portion is not tied back to field sobriety exercises. So you can actually say, I don't want to do your field sobriety exercises, and it will have no effect on your driver's license. Now, at that point, you're not assumed guilty? Well, that's the thing. You know, if you refuse to do field sobriety exercises, the state attorney is going to say, well, that shows a consciousness of guilt. Hmm. They're allowed to argue that on the case law. But it's not tied back to your driver's license because field sobriety exercises are not required by law. Now, if you've seen someone take that tact, what is the result of, of taking that approach and re refusing? Oh, they're going to, well, put it this way. In the state of Florida, if they smell alcohol in your breath, you're going to be arrested. Without a question, you're going to be arrested. Alcohol, the odor of alcohol is the biggest indicator for law enforcement. So field sobriety exercises, all you're doing is providing law enforcement even more probable cause mm -hmm. because you're going to get arrested whether you do them or not. So even if I elect to take the test and I appear to do very well on it, it's still at the discretion of the arresting officer as far as whether I'm going to be arrested or not. Right, and you're going to be arrested. Simply by virtue of being pulled over for that offense. And they smell alcohol. If they smell alcohol, that's, that's the end-all be-all. Would a failed, uh, would, would a pullover for intoxication, but a, a passed field test, is that in the eyes of the court? Do they say he passed the test or not passed it? Is there, is there such thing as passing a field sobriety test where they say, well, he passed? Well, it's field sobriety exercises. Let's, I just want to be clear about that. The language. It's not a test and gotcha. you don't have to take it, but it certainly goes a long way as to showing whether or not you are impaired. You are an impaired driver. Because let's face it, I've had videos in which the, the accused is brilliant on the field sobriety exercises. I mean, really good, but they blow like a 0.15. Hmm. So science is going to get you there. There's nothing you can do about it. That's the problem, but it does give me some room to negotiate. You know, but um, ultimately, you know, if, if it's a good video, then the, what you want to put in front of a jury potentially or a prosecutor is that you can't trust the machine. Look how well he did on right. the field sobriety exercise. Well, I would say, has attorney ever challenged the, the, the statute in terms of that threshold for intoxication doesn't apply to this individual because you can see obviously his tolerance is way beyond what typical. You're allowed to argue anything that the evidence shows or can show. Defense is allowed to do that. Uh, let me give you a perfect example. In Miami, this was a long time ago, uh, I had a co-counsel on the case. We went to trial on a 0 .409. And what's the threshold again? 0 .08. That means this man was over five times the legal limit. 
but he was absolutely brilliant on the field sobriety exercises. And you had video of the field sobriety exercises. We had video of the field sobriety exercises, and uh, I'll never forget. The, I'll never forget as long as I live. But the first question law enforcement asked him was, "Where do you work?" And the guy was like clockwork. Best Buy. What's your security number? Boom. What's your date of birth? Boom. I mean, he was brilliant on the field sobriety exercises. It was five one to acquit. It was a hung jury because when they saw the field, the when they saw how well he did, they said, "We can't trust that number." Wow. All right, so there you go. Richard Alexander, uh, Alexander Law, he's got lots of knowledge in this area, and you can see most folks are completely unaware of really what's going on in terms of their rights and how to approach this situation if they are put in this situation. Please uh, take your time to study things and be careful out there and uh, take uh, care to worry about each other when you're out there driving around. Come back, listen to us, Consumer Quarterback Show. I'm going to be right back. We're going to introduce you to Dr. Doug Arvanitis, ProHealth. Hey, this is Jarek Robbins. You are listening to the Consumer Quarterback Show with Brandon Rimes. Please do what it takes to learn all that you have to to live the life you want to live. Live it fully and find a way to give it by paying it forward to others. Get in touch with Brandon online at ConsumerQB.com. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Hi, welcome back, everybody. It's the Consumer Quarterback Show. I'm James DeJerome, the executive producer, filling in for Brandon Rhymes. He's under the weather today. Like any good backup quarterback, I'm going to lean on my teammates. We got some great folks here in the studio for you. We've got actually a first-time uh, guest, first-time show partner, Dr. Doug Arvanitas from Pro Health, joining us. Uh, Dr. Doug, tell me a little bit about your background, how you got into this, and tell me about your business. Well, my background is I played sports my entire life. I had one of those dads who uh, wanted me to not play video games or anything else. We didn't have video games, but we had other things. But right. he was either outside playing sports or you're inside doing chores. So I was outside playing sports. <laughs> easy so he, choice. <laughs> easy choice. So he had me doing baseball, football, track, swimming, martial arts, just about every sport out there. And that was in the Bay Area? No, that was in Warren, Ohio. Okay. Little town you. in Ohio. Now, how long did you? How long were you in Ohio? Um, college? Well, I went to Ohio State. Okay. Played a little bit of football there. No was kidding. on the team. All okay. right. Well, I'm excited about that. Tell me, who's the coach at Ohio State at that time? Well, that was Earl, uh, that was Earl Bruce. Ah, I, one of the most celebrated. Now, what's your take on this Meyer thing? Well, seeing his health history, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to see him retire. And I don't think he's going to retire. I think he's a great coach. Right. I hate to see him leave Ohio State because I like beating Michigan every year. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it's it's for the betterment of his family, and I think uh, the the new coach Ryan Day is going to do great. He's Everybody probably going to retain all those guys. Oh, definitely. Well, that, that's situ- that'll work out for them, I'm sure. Besides, you guys have such a recruiting advantage already. I'm I'd like to see Ohio State relax a little bit. I'm, I'm with Florida down here. Now you're down here. You're going to root for Florida teams. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what about pro health now? Uh, you got athletes from all over the place. We have athletes that come from all over the United States. We view athletes a little bit differently than anybody else. So not only do we look at them physically and their injuries, but we also look at them on the psychological aspect because mm. most of these athletes have had injuries for their the entire career, all the way sure. going back to high school or uh, college, and they haven't been taken care of properly. Right. So what we do is we look at them head to toe, and we find out exactly what's going on with them, and we start the rehabilitation on them. But we have to get them, we, have, we do a two-step sports psychology on them. The first is to get them to believe in what we're doing, and it's going to help them get back to their sport as fast mm-hmm. as they possibly can. And then the second, once we get them to where they can get back to their sport, 
is now we have to get them to completely forget about that injury and get yeah. them to just concentrate and focus on what they need to do out on the field. It seems that they athletes are so good at compensating that sometimes they they'll, they'll function around it. You know, they'll work, do everything to work around it and not just address the rehab and straighten it out because they're they're able to function around it. That is true. And they also an, another good um, uh, thing that happens there. I shouldn't say good thing, but their way of adapting to that mm-hmm. is when they know that they've got a hundred guys behind them getting ready to take their position. Sure. So that's incentive. That's Absolutely. Incentive. Now. Uh, soft tissue, that kind of work, how these guys are getting ready for uh, events, how do you slow them down? Or you know, My issue with athletes in the past has been they want to come right back. They do. They want to come right back as fast as possible. But again, we have to look at everything from head to toe because the majority of the times things have been overlooked. So if we find out the true root of whatever's going on, mm-hmm. we can start working on that and getting them back faster than what they anticipated. So we can get them back, not only physically, then mentally and get the mental side of it in. Right. We can get them back faster. And we slow them down a little bit. We, we always want them to keep moving. We don't want them to stop. We want them to keep going through whatever they need to to get back. Well, the mental side is huge. You mentioned that. Uh, we At USF, I was a former coach over there. We had a lot of uh, sports psychology that came in you know, le- recently. I've been out of it for five or ten years. I'm sure that has grown exponentially since I've been gone. Oh, it definitely has. So these guys take an approach to find out what made them interested in athletic, what their love of the sport is, and then they talk about motivation and different ways to get them to, to put in the time when they don't want to. I mean, that's, I'm curious to know what, what all they do. Well, I do things a little different. So, for example, we had one of the um, Philadelphia Eagles, mm-hmm. and he had told me that he was released, and he said, I asked him why. He says, well, when I do bad on one play, it affects the next five plays. Yeah, it's a common one. And so he's bad for now six plays. Right. So now they released him. So now we have to break through that. So I asked him, how many plays are you in in a typical game? He said, 25 plays. I said, okay. So everything in our life today is our cell phones, our computers, everything. So I want you to start thinking like a computer. So just follow me here. All right. He said, all right. I said, so whether you're Windows or Mac, you can open up as many different windows as you want, can't you? And he said, yes, I can. So I want you to open up 25 windows in your mind right now. I want you to number them one through 25. Each one of those numbers represents a play that you're in. Right, so what number can you see right now? He said, I can only see number one. I said, exactly. So you're going to do that play. When that play's over, you're going to minimize, you're going to click out of that window. So what play do you see next? He goes, number two. Mm-hmm. Can you see number one? Goes, no, I can't see number one. Can you see number three? Because I can't see number three. So what can you only concentrate on? Number two. Exactly. So now you've let that go. You did it in a matter of seconds. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to move on to play number four, and number five, and number six. So now we've got him to completely program himself that if he did bad, it's okay. He doesn't see it anymore. And he moves on to the next play. It seems so basic and simple. And yet that's a common thing you harp on all the time is let it go, let it go. And they, you know, they're frustrated. They want it. The, the, the drive that makes someone great keeps them from re- relaxing when they fail. Exactly. So that, that fear of failure, the hatred of failure is hard to, to get them to turn the page completely. It is. And I try to use a lot of examples where, like the computer, it's instantaneous. Yeah. You can click that out and it's done. We don't have to try and go through all these different exercises. It's a great analogy. They're mm-hmm. looking for something they can relate to and understand. Mm-hmm. You, know, you just have to let them see it in a certain way that clicks with them. Because you can teach someone something 10 different ways and it, just one time it gets in there. Right. That is awesome. So what, tell me, the guys, you've, how long have you been doing the, the, the combine prep? Um, I've been, this is my fourth year with the combine. So you're, you, these guys are coming from institutions across the U.S.? All throughout the United States. Mm-hmm. So some are looking for additional speed, some strength, some just perform in the actual drills they're going to go through and work in the combat. What about 
the uh, we used to bring in a, a coach, a retired coach that would do film breakdowns, film video study, that kind of analysis. So we'd talk about their movements and what drills they're going to do, and then to give them you know video examples. That's on my side. I saw the video growth in instruction in in places like uh, the academies that do mm-hmm. that combine prep, where the video side exploded in terms of analysis of your motion and then just basic video analysis of your performance. Yes. Um, right now I'm working with ASPI training, which is Joe Murphy and Riddell Anthony. And so they take care of that side of it. So when I, I have one of those patients that come in, one of the athletes, if there is a quarterback or a specialty player, I want to see the movement and they have all that movement for me on video mm-hmm. and I can go through it in slow motion. And I can analyze it and see exactly where that biomechanical deficit is. And then I can kind of plan and, and make changes to that. That's another thing that's huge. Uh, we're so visual in terms of learning. That these kids say, I'm doing it, coach. I'm doing it. I'm saying, well, come here and look. You know, here's your foot right here. Here's mm-hmm. where your foot, your, oh, I, you know, it, it, it never occurs to them because they don't watch themselves when they're in performing. You don't want them to think about what they're doing. You just want them to play and react. But then when you show it to them on video, it sinks in. Well, and they'll, they'll watch it on video, but they don't break it down. So I had a high school pitcher who was six foot seven. He's now into the major leagues and he was having um, hip problems when, when he would, and his parents would videotape him. So mm-hmm. they brought the videotape in and we went through it very slow motion. And I saw where his foot placement was every time he threw that ball and it was rotating his hip in. So from breaking it down at that standpoint, we were the first ones to look at that and break it down to keep your foot straight. That's right. where the ball is going. So that's where you want your foot to go. And we got him to break that habit. Now he's in the major league. It's amazing that how, how it sounds so simple. I, I had a coach, Rich Tootin was a great strength coach at the university mm-hmm. of Florida. When I was a student and he would start with teaching you how to run. Come on, coach. Look where you're going to run. Look where you're going to step. Mm-hmm. You'd be amazed at how many people are looking at the ground when they start and step away from the target and immediately cost themselves a tenth of a second. I mean, before they even get out of the blocks. It's just simple as look where you're going to run and look where you're going to step. There's a technique to everything. And that's one of the things that these athletes, they've run 40s their entire life in, in, in football, in right. college football. Now they're going to relearn how to do a start and run a proper 40, and they will cut several tenths of seconds off their time. Do you guys do an analysis of steps? I've had a guy say, I want to take 20 steps in my 40, or I want to take 25. You know, they've thought through the actual stride length and exactly how many strides it's going to take. Mm-hmm. That's the science part of it over at ASPI. I got you. So, Yo and Riedel. Right. And I just take care of the. I'm now, the don't let Riedel tell you he was a great uh, trainer, a hard worker in college, because I can tell you, he, he was just naturally gifted, that kid. He was. He was a true freshman. Uh, one of the fastest. Him and Fred, of course, his buddy from Glade Central, Fred Taylor, mm-hmm. were freshmen on the same team at UF. Fastest kids in the team the first day of practice. Wow. Amazing. I did not know that. I do yeah. know that now. Ask him about Fred's uh, freshman, what he looked like. 18-year-old kid. This I hate to get off topic, but I used to, I'm used i from Palm Beach County, where these guys are from. I used to live in Palm Beach. Okay. So uh, they went to Glade Central, as you know. Mm-hmm. So I go out there. A friend have a friend sells sporting goods. We go out there to, to uniforms for Glade Central. And I'm just sitting there watching him do the deal. And there's a kid barefoot wearing jeans, dunking a basketball two-handed. He, I, who is this guy? That's Fred Taylor. I mean, barefoot in jeans, two He's five foot ten mm-hmm. all day long. I was just stunned at the kid's ability. I mean, of course, his father and his, his kid now is playing. So it's, uh, have you seen that where they track g- g- genetics of an athlete to look at his father, perhaps his, his parents, how they contribute to his genes? Well, I haven't studied that, but they are doing that. Yeah, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it, that science is expanding, like I talked about. Just look at LeBron James and his son right now. Yeah. Another Ohio guy that I, I follow. <laughs> so what's on the horizon? What's next for you guys over there? Well, 
um, we're hoping to get the building that we're in right now at my office, mm-hmm. and then we're going to take the roof off, put a second floor on it, and expand our services that are available. Um, that's one thing that's hopefully going to happen here very soon. But from January, well, actually from right now, we have two of the combine guys coming in today. And then starting January 2nd, the majority of them will be coming in. So from January till March, we'll be seeing our regular patients, but we'll be seeing a lot of the combine athletes um, probably a couple times a day. And do you do a mock? I had to guys tell me sometimes they, they plan for a date just like it's going to be for the combine and peak them at the right time and then start over again and go through the whole process again. Yes. Mm-hmm. So how do you, t- we used to get into the nuances of the actual drills, quicks versus speed, that kind of thing. Right. And that, that again over there, that's for, yeah. uh, yo, mm-hmm. gotcha. I take care of the medical side of it. So, but we do the same thing with the athletes from the medical side of it. We want them to peak. We have to be their, their pit crew for three months up until that day. And then we have to get them two days of good training. We only have to have them good for two days right. and then we can restart them again. Wow. Tell you what, Pro Health, Dr. Doug Arbonitas over there. Go see him if you've got an athlete that wants to improve himself. Just learn more about athletic performance and find out how to improve yourself. We'll be right back. Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. This is Warwick Dunn, and you're listening to the Real Estate Quarterback Show, hosted by my man, Brandon Rimes. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Once upon a time, there was a three-bedroom, ranch-style house. I've got a pool and an updated kitchen. For weeks, it waited. Nobody wants me. The realtor advertised with Homes and Land. Homes and Land magazine makes finding the right house easy. And at homesandland.com, all it took was a few clicks for a family to find the perfect updated ranch. And we all lived happily ever after. For a free copy of the magazine, call 1-800-277-7800 or visit homesandland.com. Hey, I'm Ken Shamrock, the world's most dangerous man. And I'm here with my business partner, Brandon Rimes, the real estate quarterback. Thanks, Ken. We're recruiting real estate agents to our team, PlatinumMVPRealty.com. If you want to knock out your competition, join PlatinumMVPRealty.com. 813-670-7372. 813-670-7372. Join the winning team. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. Welcome back. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback Show. I'm your backup quarterback, James DeJerome. And as usual here on the show, we're going to inject you with some positivity and we're going to try to make you a better informed consumer with some knowledge out there. To that end, I'm joined by Paulina, the party girls here, our party guru. Tell me a little bit, Paulina, we just had this big event, the networking event. What was your uh, uh, take back? What did you take away from that? Um, I actually, right in the beginning of the event, as I greeted everybody on the microphone, I told them the rules. I looked around at all of them and I said, all of you, just remember, we have to have integrity after this event. We're all going to have to follow up. I have personally received eight emails since then, and I've made some great connections. And we got a couple of really great compliments. So I think the event went darn good. 
Tell me, uh, this is a speed deal, right? It was a speed networking event. So I'm unfamiliar with the whole thing. How, how fast like speed is speed? dating. You got a minute. Okay. So I gave them a little note exactly what they should say. There was no time for like, nice sweater. None of that. <laughs> right. It was quick to the point. People were taking notes in the little notebooks we provided. Yeah. And it was amazing. It was so great to see everybody like excited, talking, having fun, and then running to the next table. It was fun. Awesome. Now tell me about the venue. Uh, the venue is the Earthscape's Garden Room, our newest partner. Check mm -hmm. it out, you guys. It's in Palm Harbor. It is an actual garden where you can have all sorts of events, anything from your wedding to a seminar to your surprise birthday party. Um, and they are allowing all sorts of vendors to come in and, you know, take care of your party. Sure. And one of my favorite vendors through that event was Good Vibes Bartending because that bartender didn't allow anybody to get slashed you know right. it was like a safe opportunity we got a network and you know we were just talking with our dui attorney right. here and you know I, here's my tip don't drink and drive eat amichis and drive <laughs> can't get <laughs> we pulled over are destined to keep you safe and i'm sure as you're out there at all those holidays parties and if you're having your own you're probably regretting that you didn't go with some sort of help this holiday season with the catering you're probably washing all the dishes you know experiencing fomo you know, fear of missing out mm -hmm. and you're not in every single picture. And it's just a sad, sad thing. But what I did want to talk about to all the networkers out there, because right. now I feel like we're all close. We're on mm -hmm. the show. Um, as you're out there for all your holiday events, you're probably naturally networking. You can't help yourself. You're always like, so what do you do? Mm -hmm. So I have some really great tips for you guys, what to do with those business cards and some awesome tips in general. So when you get some business cards, you should put them into three separate categories. One is being your contacts. They're just your contacts, maybe your fans. They're probably not going to be people that you're going to do business with, but you want to keep them in there. They're great peeps and something down the line could happen, okay. right? Your second one is your prospects, whether it's a prospect to get you to your next referral source or prospects that will eventually become your client. And then, of course, your customers. Keep those in a separate little I part see. of the purse or... I don't know how a gentleman would do it, but I think I need to develop a product for guys with that. To keep your cards <laughs> separated correctly? Right. The other tip I have is to build a personal brand. And to do that, I don't mean to start a social media account and mm -hmm. get a cool hashtag hat, you know? I don't know anyone that does that. <laughs> the right. true key is to actually ship real friendships and celebrate those friendships in different ways that I'll share how and service those people. It's about givers gain. Help them out. Even if it's something that is not directly going to reflect in mm -hmm. your business, givers It'll gain will always I come agree. back in some way. So the ways to keep in touch have changed over the years right. tremendously. So a text, I think, is totally appropriate these days. Hey, it was so great meeting you the other night. What's up? What's up? Whatever. However you want to do mm -hmm. it, you know, um, perhaps a phone call. Does anyone do those anymore? <laughs> I do. I love chit chatting on the phone, but can you tell uh, some kind of electronic communication, social media? I sure. think we're all watching each other. It's kind of a really cool way to keep in touch with each other. And for most of us that are involved in the show, we're really positive. There's no like drama ever going on. And then the fourth one is greeting cards, you guys. Greeting cards. Greeting huh? cards. You know, when I get one in the mail now, I'm so excited. I actually use send out cards. I highly recommend those for business owners. You can actually take a selfie with somebody you had a meeting with mm -hmm. and then put it on the card, write a personal little message. It's an app on the phone and it just oh. boom comes. You can attach brownies to it, anything you want. You want some information on that? Holler at me later. Yeah. And then 
I wanted to share maybe a possible theory you guys might want to adapt for the new year for yourselves. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. So, usually as a business owner, it is kind of like your, your baby, your child, right? right? It's always on the forefront of your mind. You're not thinking of anything else. But this year, I want you to think of yourself first. Take care of yourself. So, whether that's maybe getting into some activities, right. living out a passion project, going out to networking meetings that don't always have to be networking meetings, meet up with a friend for a martini instead. Do a little bit for yourself, okay? Then number two is going to be others, obviously your immediate family and the other people in your life. And third is your business. I know that's a weird concept because that's like I I can barely understand it myself. I feel like that's all I think about is my business. But this year I'm going to definitely try to attach some more passion projects and some more getting out there, getting healthy. So I encourage you all to do the same. Some other tiny little tips would be perhaps to get a mentor. Everyone could use one. Yeah, that's a great I know one. sometimes when a business owner has been in business for like 25, 35 years, they're like, who's going to mentor me, right? Mm-hmm. But you truly could learn something from anyone at any age. And I think instead of this millennial negative talk, we should actually work together. Look at you. I'm just saying. Bring people together. And personal development courses like a Landmark or BNI, and i They sure. have amazing trainings. I have grown so much in the last five years just being around successful people, never mind them getting training like right. that. And check out some awesome books. There's so many personal books that for business, for personal, that you can get excited about for the year. And um, last but not least, and of course, I want it to be Amici's, but whoever yeah, your say. local caterer is, give them a hug today because they're the best source of connectors. They know everybody. They cater the hot, big high-end parties. They cater the office parties. Caterers are your source. Hug them today. Hug them tomorrow. Hug them every day. Any party ideas or Christmas parties you've been to where they had a unique item feature, something that you were like, wow, look at that. Yes. I've actually gone to a couple of brunch holiday parties. Hmm. I mean, who doesn't love a good brunch? Start off with a mimosa or or a Bloody Mary. Um, Of course, lunches, you know, quick office parties during lunchtime. So sometimes those are just quick hors d'oeuvres, kind of bite and go, get to talk a little bit. Um, but for Amici's, the most common thing that I'm seeing is everyone's all about the action stations where the chef is cooking for you on the oh, spot. I gotcha. So, you know, we do that with either pasta or a different ethnic kind of cuisine. We can pretty much do it with anything. You pick your ingredients, any allergies, anything like that kind mm-hmm. of omits everything because we have steel pans underneath and we're super ready for those things. But really, the biggest tip is don't drink and drive, eat and drive. I like and it. You'll be safe. Thank you so much, Paulina. We teased earlier the story about this uh, noise complaint. I want to give you some feel-good stories like Brandon always does. So I had a call. uh, Police were called to a scene of a noise complaint, and they showed up. uh, This gentleman, Javante Williams, was at a friend's apartment in St. Paul, Minnesota. Police officers arrived after a neighbor called to complain about the noise. Williams and his friends were playing a popular Nintendo video game, Super Smash Brothers, when the police arrived. Soon after they arrived, a fight broke out. So neighbors called the cops on us, and now we're fighting them in Smash Brothers, Williams explained on Facebook. According to Williams, the cops confirmed that they were not being disrespectful or too loud. That's when one of the officers asked the young men what game they were playing. I'm like, you want to play Smash? And two of them literally raised their hand and walked up. They're like, how do you jump? They were acting. One of them was playing. Williams told Yahoo laughing, alluding to the fact that the officers knew how to play very well. Williams posted photos of a video on Facebook of the officers joining in on the fun. Williams admitted that he was worried when the cops first arrived. I was concerned. You see so many videos of terrible results. I'm not trying to end up in jail or hurt or have my friends harmed, he said, or start a commotion. But you know what? I heard the police asking what Smash Brothers instead of something negative. It was completely wholesome and something very positive. So don't 
automatically assume the police are out there to do the worst thing possible. Turns out these guys have a mind of their own and figured out this was a good thing and went along with it and kind of helped the whole situation diffuse a little bit. So there's something positive for you out there from the law enforcement community. That's awesome. All right, guys. We got just a minute left. I want to give you a chance to make any points that I may have neglected. Uh, Dr. Doug, since you're a first timer, anything you want to mention about your business that we can get to? Well, we're let's see. We're open Monday through Friday. Right. No weekends because I'm out doing things for myself, as Paulina has said. <laughs> I've learned this over the years that she is 100% right. And I tell everybody, take a few minutes for yourself every day. And if you won't, if you don't, you won't be balanced in your life. Yeah. You won't enjoy your business. You got a website they can go to? www.prohealthdoc. That's D-O-C.com. Awesome. Prohealth, Dr. Doug Arvanius. Richard, what's going on for you? I know you give us some good advice about the holidays. Anything else? Uh, actually, I just want to echo what everybody's been saying here today. Paulina, you, uh, doctor, is uh, just be careful yeah. and take care of each other. Sure thing. All right, Miss Paulina, close out the show for us. What do you got? Well, if you're already regretting not having your holiday party catered, definitely give Amici's a quick call or check out our website. All the menus are available there. That's amiciscatering.com. Don't drink and drive, <laughs> eat and drive. That's but definitely right. Uber. It's so convenient, awesome, and amazing. Just Uber everywhere. It has gotten easier to avoid There's that. even I a mean, song about it. Absolutely. Uber everywhere. Be Uber. smart out there. <laughs> Take care of each other. Pay it forward. Do all the things that we always talk about on the show. Stay positive. Please consider committing a random act of kindness. It's really the basis for the program. We want you to be powerful in the community and help each other. ConsumerQB.com, you'll find all our partners out there. Please join us every day in the afternoon at 5 o'clock and on WeBeam every morning. ConsumerQB.com, this is Consumer Quarterback Show. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Contact Brandon Rhymes at 813-670-7372. That's 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. And join us next time for the Consumer Quarterback Show, weekday afternoons at 5 on AM 1380. The Biz.